wave. Woo! So who got totally drenched in the rain? This is so loud. I think my least favorite thing about speaking is microphone because I can hear myself so loudly. So forgive me. It's going to be loud. Guys, uh, I don't know me, my name's Veronica, and um, I've been struggling for some time at the bridge in all different uh, forms and fashions. And uh, the latest gig is uh, Women's Life, and I really enjoy it. I love musicals. I just feel like, like, <laughs> it's just great. Um, I tend to do that too a lot. It's fun. Um, I also love the Hallmark Channel. Yes! yes! It's really sad. You know, people do Netflix, I do Hallmark. The other one is pretty often kind of unexpectedly, but I like to talk in English accent, and I do it quite a lot, and I love it, and people laugh, it's fun to me. But, um, especially if I'm trying to analyze a situation, I'll just sit there and talk to myself, and my co-workers are like, and I'm like, Solving this problem. What are you doing? Probably tied into the whole musical thing of just trying to make life fun and exciting, right? Um, I also have two kids. Uh, they're kind of grown up adults now. Stepping into adulthood around 20, 22 years old, 23. About to get married in three weeks. <laughs> now she's great. She's actually a lot like me, so I congratulated my son for marrying someone like him. So you can pray for him because he's in trouble. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm extremely excited uh, to have this talk about serving that and much I love it. It's nature, part of uh, who I am really, just to uh, inspire people, encourage people, and help people. Um, and so it came sort of easy to me. I'll explain that later. So my hope for you guys, you uh, walk out of here with a new perspective about what serving is, what it looks like, and why it's so important in our communities. Um, so that is my hope for you tonight. So in order to do that, we kind of kind of see where we are, right? What's our starting point? So we're going to have a pop quiz. treats for this because I'm compliant. <laughs> so the first question is, um, what is the first thing? So don't even think about it, but what is the first thing that comes to your mind if you're asked to serve? Okay, good. Honest. All right. So if you share your answer, you get a treat. Taisha, do you want to come? I have a wonderful, this is Taisha, everybody want to help uh, give your treat. There's and gummy lifesaver. So, who would like to share the answer to that? What is the first thing you think? Doesn't matter. I say, hey, I need you to come help me mow my lawn this weekend. Can you? 
Sunday. Very good, honest answer. Thank you. You agree? Maybe. Okay. Do I gotta go the mow the? What do I have to do? Very good. Okay. Here we go. What do I have to give up to help? Ooh, that's a good one. What do I have to give up? Y'all gonna keep Taisha busy? You in the back? Oh, I can't do manual labor. I'm kind of there with you. You want me to do what? That's what my yard truly does need. <laughs> Actually, I hate people to do it. So, um, it's true, right? We kind of get picky about, well, do I want to do that? I don't know if I want to do that. Do I have time? I feel guilty. I should do it, but I don't really want to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's all the things that comes with those questions. So the next question is, what do you think serving Serve friends, giving your time, sacrifice. Response. This is great. I can't keep up with you guys. Meeting a need. Very good. Yep. You guys in the back? Ashley? Oh. Did she steal your answer? That's what serving. Yeah. Anything else? How? Yeah. What'd you say? Okay. Very good. So, specific. When I asked you, how can we serve? Like, what do you think of? Do you think of things like serving at the bridge on a team? Like, I got to greet, or I got to be a leader, or I got to talk about people's issues, or do you think of other things? Other things like what? Okay, normal day-to-day type things, right? I serve marriages that don't have. Very good. Any needs that you have met, right? Whole gamut, right there, right? She said anything. 
my normal routine that requires self-sacrifice. Kind of makes it sound scary, but really it's not. Guys, you are great. I love when you guys participate. It makes me so excited. That's how you serve me. It's like, you act with me. I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right in. There's still candy if you want to pass out. I have plenty. Maybe not for everybody, but you guys can share, right? Maybe not the suckers. Thank you so much for participating in my, in my little game. So I'll get started by just saying I don't really have a good relationship with my mom. I didn't have the type of relationship that a daughter should have with her mom. It started when I was 11 to 12 years old. I came from a very developed. couldn't depend on um, feel safe with her, and so it kind of on this direction um, as far as building that relationship. So I still to this day don't have that type of relationship with her. So when God asks me to her, it's extremely hard. <laughs> follower, that's what he asked me to do. Um, I will tell you that over the years it has gotten easier, and I definitely have compassion for her that I never had before. Um, and that's because of the I had to so that I could her in all of her brokenness. I see her in her weakness. I can see her living out uh, that bond that she still and so, her bondage and her brokenness. And so, there's a part of me that goes towards her to serve her, but then there's the human side that's just like, I'm tired. And it's always the same thing with her because she's not. And it is that kind of relationship. That's how it's always been. So, I've always had to be responsible. Always had to take care of her in certain aspects. So it's it's never, hey mom, I gotta talk to you about this problem. It's always her calling me, what can you do for me? So it's really hard to serve her in those moments. But God has totally helped me do that um, out of my surrender to him. And I'm, because she calls me after a long day. And I don't want to answer the phone, right? It's, I dread answering the phone. And I know that sounds terrible, but we're all being honest here tonight. So I'm going to... When I've had a hard day at work, I've had enough of people, right? You know what I mean? She calls. And it, I have to sit there and I look at that phone and I just sigh. And I'll just pray, God help me. Jesus, sometimes Jesus, and then hello. Because even though I know the same conversation is going to happen, anger in her voice. Why can't you help me? Why can't you fix me? Like, she wants me to fix her, and I just can't. Serve her just by answering that phone and being on the other end. Makes her feel loved. Even though I'm not saying, you know, hey, Mom, how's your day? What'd you eat? Have you tried? You know, because she doesn't eat well. 
Um, it makes her feel loved. I can tell the liftedness in her voice by the time I get off the phone. So even though it's hard for me in that moment and I have to really stop and acknowledge my own feelings, I still reach out to God and I are called to serve people except naturally, right? Just because of all the reasons your kids, your spouse, your job, your health, you're serving already in 15 places, you know, you're stretched, you've got all this stuff going on. So it's a natural resistance. Um, you have trauma that you haven't dealt with, and so you deal with anybody else's mess, right? You don't want to have to talk about somebody else's stuff when you've got your own problems. It's that natural resistance, but we have to be able to open ourselves up, and we have to be able to enter into somebody else's mess if we want to serve somebody. As Christ followers, if you're a Christ follower, you're called to do that. really a choice. It's just kind of something that he expects from us. And so we got to figure out how we can do it. Galatians 5.13. Let me see if I can draw that on us. Galatians 5.13. You are called to be your freedom to indulge the flesh, but rather to serve others humbly in love. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, that was even when I didn't pray and ask him. Um, before we prayed a lot before. Um, God calls us to be free, right? He calls us. He called me to freedom. He pulled me out of my bondage. He pulled me out of that. And he doesn't want me to keep that freedom to myself. Keep it in a box. Keep it selfishly. He wants me to share it with other people. And that's when serving comes into play. Somebody. You are opening yourself up, are exposing those vulnerable places that you have, and you are mess. And it's very difficult to do, it's challenging, but God asks us to do it. And so It's a hard word to love, isn't it? Um, I lived probably my whole life full of pride, like oozy pride. I probably am in the dictionary under the word pride. Um, and so learning how to be humble and learning how to walk with humility has been the entire journey with Jesus. <laughs> but it's been good. Um, but serving is one of those things that stay humble. And I really do think that's why I enjoy it so much. And I think part of the reason why that has become so intertwined into my story is because God knew that's exactly what I needed. Um, when Jesus came down here from his comfortable spot, he grew up as a child. Things that us humans experience, right? He had to navigate through our messes. He had to navigate through poverty, government issues, we can relate back. Terrorism. It's a hard word, they probably didn't call it back then. 
picking things and killing people. It's just crazy. He had to navigate through all that. Um, but yet, he still managed to serve people and love people very well. And so, I can't even understand the amount of humility that he had to have in order to And even though we're called to do that, it's very difficult. And Mark 10.45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, not to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. That last part really stuck with me. He gave his life to be a ransom for many. He gave up his life for me. He gave up his life for you. He gave it up for us. So how does that make you feel? Of his service make you feel on the inside? I don't know about you, but it makes me feel if I sit and I think about and what he did for me on that cross, the beating that he endured, I cry. Because I didn't deserve it. But he did it anyway. I still don't deserve it. You know what I mean? And I think when we think about serving in that manner, I don't know who in here would die with another person. You might for your kids, right? I don't know about your husbands, but I don't have a husband, so <laughs> I can make those jokes. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> but it was a very real thing that he did for us. And I sometimes I just sit and I think about that one moment, and I'm overwhelmed, and I'm just so grateful that he did that. And loved. And it made me feel cared for. And those are two simple things, but they mean so much, I think. And I think they mean so much because if we're struggling, so you know, my job is extremely intense. Like I have said many times, I'm ready to quit my job. I don't want to deal with it. I'm too old to deal with this, right? I've earned my way through this. I shouldn't have to deal with this anymore. Marriages. You know, friends that are fostering babies, you know, in life. The easiest way that we can serve those friends of ours or those people is to make them feel and loved. And that could change your entire outlook on your day or your life. You think about people, get on the suicide thing, but you think about people that are, have struggled with that. I've dealt with a lot of kids. And to hear, I was going to do this, but I talked to you, and I changed my mind. We all know that's God in real life, right? But their eyes and smile and make them feel amazing. It's a simple gesture. That's serving. They're going to elaborate from that, but in its simplest form, it's loving people. We surrender our life to Christ, we become new, we're remade, and we're made into his image. And there are days, guys, when I know I look nothing like Christ. Done with people, literally. You know, all done. Done. 
And I'm in those moments where I'm like, if somebody comes and asks me another question, I'm just going to leave. I can't handle it anymore. Or my family. You know, my mom is you guys all have a story that matches that same thing. But in order for us to love and serve people like he called us, we need each other. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that well is what? Who wants to take a guess? But how? What is this? Yes. Right? We can't do it alone. There's no way that I can Every single one of you, all by myself. For you this week, it's going to help you. I'll come mow your lawn. Do you want me to cook you dinner? Do you want me to watch? I mean, I'm not asking this for real, but I'm just saying. If we. <laughs> Let me clarify that statement. But if each one of you to serve in some small, tangible way, do you realize how much we would have served in just that small thing? Honestly. And it doesn't have to be huge. And it doesn't, you know, what seems huge to somebody is a big lift for somebody else. And just imagine if we did that in here, and then we picked one person outside of this community to love and serve that way. Because we a good virus. And we need that. We need people to love others people to serve others, and we can totally be that example. All right, so you got some questions that I'm going to push back to the tables to be honest with each other. The only way we're going to move forward is if we're honest and real. You got about 20 minutes. Yes. Very good. Anything else? Anybody wants to share? I hope the conversation was good. Ours was really good. Um, I think my hope and prayer is that we all kind of leave out of here with a different perspective of what a servant can look like. And it doesn't always be committed. i got to work on this team. Um, or i got to serve here. i got to I got to do this every week at Blue Ridge. It doesn't have to always It could look like buying I was telling my friends at the to speak to all of the facilities at work because there's usually a group of people that get looked over every day and I look them in the eye I'm good, how are you? But they know that I can see them and I spoke to them and I acknowledge them, right? To me, that means something. I feel good when people look at me and they're like, hey, what heck? <laughs> how y'all doing? Unless I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> Too much work. Like, I can't handle it. So, I wanted to share a little bit about my journey and what God has done through serving. And so to do that happened when I was young. Um, But as a child, I got to experience things like abandonment, 
So my dad was never there. It was just my mom. He and nurture me failed it all of the above. And so I got a good of what trusting people and relationships look like at a very young age. Um, I was also sexually abused in a, as a teenager, and so I'm pretty sure I have lived out most of my entire life through that trauma. All the, the trauma stuff that I'm kind of learning, I'm like, oh my gosh. Surrendering my life to Christ. It was kind of like a two-for-one deal. Like I surrendered, I think I actually started serving before I surrendered my life. And um, it was just an first that last row in the stadium seats back there because I wept. Like I really come selfishly just for and so I can sneak here and get up and leave and for whatever. Um, but oddly, that's how Jesus got me here. Um, but he plainly called me. I'll never forget me and my friend um, got up, went straight to the servant area and said, all right, we need to serve. Where do you want to serve? Serve wherever. Just we need to serve right now. Legit. That day, we started serving on the greeting team. I just said, I'll open the door. So I just went. Because you like to talk, right? All I did was open the door for these people when they came to church in the mornings. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Enjoy your day. Good to see you. And the joy that comes over these people's faces, especially in the 830 service, right when they got to get here so early. And you acknowledge them. They light up. And that lit me up. Like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I did that for a people about my emotions and my trauma. I just serve. I open the door. I greet people. Because I'm task-oriented. I like to do logistics. I got on a whole bunch of other things. Um, when that, God was healing some of those traumas that I had gone through. And uh, he then moved me to high school ministries. Greeting at a surface level to I'm digging in with these kids. And um, I learned very quickly that he was going to use part of my story, part of my healing to kind of connect. Because a lot of kids that come in there have experienced or were neglect, abuse. Um, I mean, I was the oldest person there too, so I was kind of like, what do they call mom? That was me. I'm even, I was even older than the past. But um, I don't know why God put me in there, but he did. Because I'm kind of serious. But in that moment with those kids, I became silly. We did dance-offs, funny things. I still made them follow the rules. Um, I was being able to make them laugh, being able to listen, just listen, just sit there and be a person to listen to them. It filled me up with so much gratefulness. One, again, for 
them and help them in whatever they were dealing with. A huge long commitment. You don't have to get up here and teach. You don't have to leave a table. There's plenty of things that you can do that you can love people with. After high school, he called me to crash. You know, that's women, right? Because we can be a little intense. And I was like, I'm good in my little bubble. And um, plus, I was still going to be the oldest person. Anyway, I did it because I learned that present from the Lord. You know, when he tells you to do something, you're like, I'm going to walk this way. For me, it's and I try to get away from Dodge. You know, he's like, I'm still here. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I reached out to Chris, and I'm like, I don't even know what I can do. Put me, I don't care where you name me, just put me. How to deal with different types of women, which is great. You get to learn how to be submissive, which is very difficult for me. Um, I learned that in high school ministries with that pastor. Um, but you get different opportunities to serve different people in different and with each one of those areas, God continues to dig up old wounds for me, and he heals me. Um, that's why. People serve me, and I can experience the love and the feeling of being noticed and cared for when people serve I want people to feel that way too. Um, I also served in the year, so I may or may not have a problem. <laughs> what did you say? It's celebrate the cover. It's hang ups. There you go. I served too much. So what do I do? <laughs> but it has really been. story in here, even though I don't have my great picture, but we went to Catalyst a couple years ago, and I I know Judah Smith? Okay, I love Judah Smith. Okay, so and in my strength and my power, I woke everybody up and was like, we going there at 5.30 in the morning. The people here can attest to this. We got to be there early because I got to get my spot. They're like, V. I'm like, oh, we got to do it. Because they love me. <laughs> so I got there. He was signing books, and I was like, I'm standing in this line. I stood in line, y'all. An hour and a half, I think. I was the second person in line. I'm going to just Ten minutes before he was supposed to show up. They canceled it. He was stuck in traffic. I cried. I know that sounds pathetic, but <laughs> I did. But it was was disappointed, and I have a hard time those old feelings of disappointment came flooding in, and I Crystal, and I said, this is why I don't like to hope for anything, and I just wept, and I was talking to myself and talking to God, and I was like, I know this is not God, so what did I do? 
I went and served lunch to the rich people that was there because I served on the serving team. I wasn't supposed to that. I felt close to Jesus. I'm being funny. I'm being real. Like, it's a real thing. And he held my heart. And so that night, it's not a big deal. I didn't need to meet you. It's not a big deal. I'm good. My attitude was better. My friend said, he's books. And I was like, <gasps> and then I was like, I'll never make it. Because I'm stuck in the middle of 30,000 people. I'm never going to make it. Well, my Jesus is so friend Taylor, back in the back, Taylor, shout out, <laughs> and he put her, how cool is that? So I got to meet Judith Smith, I have funny pictures there, hilarious, all of that, armpit, I have the picture on my phone if you want to see it, I'm legit, but he looked just as excited to see me, so I'm Laying down my silly, I shouldn't say silly, laying down my request and running from thoughts and serving to me is what kept me close to God in that moment. And the old me would have just left when nothing else, I'm mad, nothing ever turns out. She was coming. And I was like, no, I'm going to serve. Sorry. I talked with my hands up. If I had to talk like this, it would be terrible. So that was kind of a sidebar story, only to tell you that God uses serving to heal me and make me closer to him. I've learned to be close to him, and I crave it. I do. All right, I'm going to stop talking about that, and I'm going to read this long verse. So one of my go-to encouragement scriptures is Philippians 2, 1 through 8. So I'm going to read this, and I'm going to read slow, and I just want you to kind of sit and listen to the words. Absorb. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mine. Do nothing of selfish ambition or vain conceit. In humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Guys, this verse to me helps me share my freedom and not keep it selfish.
if I have any comfort from his love, I need to share that. If I have compassion and tenderness, I need to share that. We're not meant to keep it. We're meant to share. We're meant to talk about it. We're meant to talk it out. And we can walk serving others. And so I hope you've changed your mindset. Some more stories to share. So I asked some of the leaders if they would share a story of a time that somebody had come and served. And so I'm going to share that. One friend came over to my house after telling her I was feeling overwhelmed. She emptied my dishwasher and loaded it and washed the other dishes. She just marched right in my house and did it. And as we talked while she worked and both her presence and her serving me changed my mood completely. I'll never forget that act of service and kindness. Another friend said, my friend consistently grabbing my suitcase while we were traveling became an example to me of what it looks like to serve someone just out of the heart of a servant. She did it because it was second nature to her to reach out and do something for the people around her. I'm not highly gifted in myself and think about it intentionally. So it was really instructional for me. A lot through her example of humility. Another friend said, I had a friend super intentional about learning the rhythm of the month. The end of the month is always chaotic for me at work. And just provide a good meal with no expectation for me to entertain or anything. It made me feel so loved and known. And that's the gift for me. Guys, we all have an opportunity to serve somebody tomorrow, right? Your close friends, people that you truly know, listen. Listen to what's going on in their lives. See what you can do, whether it's super quick, fast, and easy, or whether it's, hey, I'm going to come over and watch your kids while you Or, you know, our friend is six. So she don't know it yet. Because that's what I can do. <laughs> I don't want to touch no sick babies, but I'm going to have my gloves, and I'm going to go and clean your house. But there are things that we can do to serve people easily, I think. It's not going to require much time and effort. You will have to sacrifice something, though. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to you? That's all I have. Except to say, I gave you a list. Chris is going to come up in a second and give more instruction about that we all have next week. But just tangible ways. If you're like me, I love paper. Um, other people. Pray with and for them. There are some people in here immediately pray for you when you and say, hey, this is Let me come and console you. Two, listen for ways to help them and then act on it. If you hear a need in a conversation, ask Three big ones serve on a team at Blue Ridge. We always need people to help. Four, smile and greet others. That simple act of knowing and seeing somebody, it will just make them feel good. Provide meals or needed service. I think one of the things that I'm most 
just getting into Jesus community late is when I was pregnant. I didn't have no meal trains. I didn't do it all by myself. I didn't have the cute baby holders either. So sad. But I ain't having no more babies, so I'm good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me and giving me the opportunity to talk. Sorry.